I mean, not to wire the dog. And then the, directly, immediately after telling me that, do the thing that wires the dog up the absolute most and start playing with it with the laser. Well, hello and welcome to the shakedown. Uh, you have, you're sitting here with three ex-cons and Nina, the most spectacular character of all who's now wound up and running around Dave's apartment. But um, yes, I'm your host, Rainforce. And joining me today are Malone and Dave looking super awesome and just deciding how they're going to mix and match uh, their attire right now. How's it going, Malone and Dave? <laughs> Oh, I was going to put a suit on, but I thought that'd be a little bit overdressed. And then I thought maybe white shorts, white shirt. You know, but I thought too soon for that. If none of you know, white is the color of clothing we have to wear in prison, which is, I find rather ironic because what is the hardest thing to keep clean? Oh, yes. Yes. And I don't think I own a single white shirt, T-shirt, that is. I have one that was gifted to me. That would yeah, be. I'd throw it away or fucking get something <laughs> screw printed on it. Something screw printed on it? Yeah, get screw stuff printed on it. Oh, yeah, screw stuff. Nice. So, uh, on what our... What does that mean, Dave? Screw stuff? <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to do that to you, bro. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so... Uh, last time we, t we ended up talking, we were talking about what, like we, the shakedown was on a hiatus because we went to, or I went to fan, fan expo and talked about the shakedown and then also I quit my job and now I'm kind of, no one cares, Ryan. I, yeah, well, it has some relevance to the shakedown in the fact that I would like to go work full time talking about criminal justice and drawing and drawing comics. Well, you would like to go full time drawing comics. Maybe do criminal justice and, comic books and doing the hell no. Oh my god, and and do comic books. That's really how you should have phrased it. Uh, working on comics. I and I will say one thing that I'm doing that I am doing right now is working on a restorative justice graphic novel. But that is uh, part of my uh, uh, <laughs> part of my community service. And that's Nina, everyone. Yes. This is for all the YouTube likes because we need to get back on pace. We're, we are and taking... She does it. have her own Instagram. Oh, it's yes. Nina underscore is underscore a underscore pitbull. Nina underscore is underscore a underscore pitbull. Getting yes. a free plug right now. Yes. And if you want this level of cuteness in your everyday life, please check out Nina's Instagram. Now, Nina is not always that happy, but Malone is there. Her ah! <laughs> her human life mate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Soulmate. <laughs> Soulmate. There you go. There you go. Are you happy, Nina? Yeah, yeah. Come Look. There she is, y'all. What, she, what is she looking at? She's looking for a laser. Are there yeah. spirits in the room or something? She's looking for the laser and she likes to chase shadows. She's not the smartest dog in the world. She looks really cute, but she's not too sharp. Yes. Very cute. Incredibly Ugh. cute. YouTube audience is going to love uh, looking at more of Nina's underside uh, online coming soon. 
But whipping me in the face. Oh, what? What are you doing here? Oh, man. There you go. But I will say one of the things, one of the big reasons that kind of inspired me to move forward, like to quit and to look at work on criminal justice full time, was it me. Was in part Malone. And when we both went to the University of uh, Colorado uh, in Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs, and we did a talk there that went really well. And also Dave, in part, when he came up here and we did a big talk up here that um, and basically we had a bunch of people telling their stories um, about from behind their bars and what came in their lives afterwards. So. I want to do more of that and want to make it a, a full-time effort. And I'm trying to figure out how, what that's going to look like going forward. And I definitely see the shakedown as being part of it. So, and I also th see these two guys as being part of it too, some way, yeah, shape or form, probably I'm, Nina too. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the topic du jour to start a podcast because I don't want to start it and then just not figure it out. But well, you eventually want to, you want to do a podcast too? No. Yeah. Why not? I'm, I can't play with that right now, Nina. I can't. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Entertain yourself. Well, Malone wants to do the comics podcast at some point. I don't really want to do a podcast. I want you to do a po comic podcast, and then I can be on it whenever I can. <laughs> that sounds about right. I just want to find a very <sighs> lucrative... Subject of a popcorn podcast? No, how should I put this? I just would like somebody to take care of me. <laughs> oh, you want a sugar daddy? No, no, no. And that's a lie, I don't really, because I would get bored with that and that would just not be good. I really, I would no, like to. You don't get bored with taking care of yourself? No, it's a job. Trust me, it's a chore. Well, I mean, you, you, you taking care of yourself is multiple full time jobs right now. Without a doubt. Yeah. However, my bills are paid, you know, I mean, and I'm free, I'm still free. So that's saying something. My PO is happy, my, you know, they, they got their money too, so. I don't go to jail anymore, that's been a great thing. You know, ironically, so speaking of that, seriously, um, so recently, my very best friend, who's pretty much, he's like my dad, uh, Me. went to Dubai, and so... He entrusted me with his dog for a week, which is his baby. And while it was a hell week with two pit bulls in my house, it was very worth it because it's just, it was nice because people trust me and they know they can trust me. And then when he came back and he, uh, the following week, my kid's mother and her husband went out of town. So next thing I know, I've got keys to three different homes and I'm going over to my kid's mother's husband's house to feed his fish. I'm entrusted with my children, which, I mean, they can pretty much take care of themselves. But I also had keys to her car, her house, everything. And it's just, it was, a, I had a, like a moment of gratitude one day driving over there. And I was just kind of like, huh, it's pretty nice. People actually trust me and they can count on me. And that was really cool. Your kid's mother's husband trusts you. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. So what's he got in his house? Fish. <laughs> okay. I didn't do it. I just went and fed the fish and I left. I was just like, oh, he's probably got a hidden camera somewhere. <laughs> I know I would. You would, have, you would have hit a camera somewhere? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, because you say you know yourself. But anyway, that's side note. Sorry. 
No, it is a big, like, that's a big thing, being able to have that that trust back. And honestly, that was kind of my big fear getting out, too, is that people would just hear felon and and then immediately just, or ex-con or got out of prison and immediately just constant, like, it would just be constant judgment going forward. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. It's like, I, I mean, coming up on three years of doing everything correctly and not breaking the law. And it's like, I don't get the judgment anymore from people. You know, it's like, you mean you got that in the past? Oh, hell yes. I was a heathen in the past though. Are you kidding? I, well, that's another reason why I'm interested in doing this. I would have never even thought of doing anything like like trying to change this up in the past. But now, because I've ingrained myself so much in the community up there, up here, then like now, like it actually seems like it could be possible. I have enough connections and people I could potentially work with to actually get this started. The question is, I need to, I need to show them something. I need to give them something that they can show to everyone else and they're like everyone would be eager but i need to give them whatever it is and it's not going to be just a podcast but they they've got a there's so like and in the past like for the accident that ryan he would have never been so engaged with the community to do any of that type of stuff That's, so i've been thinking about exactly what you're talking about right here and <clears throat> so a lot of people when you think about it that go to prison they come from a background um, of people that have come in and out of prison or hustling, selling drugs, doing crime, whatever. And the only thing they've known since they were a kid is illegal activity and that going to prison is a rite of passage. You know, and they come from poor backgrounds where generally there's just like a, a strong mother or a grandmother who's like paying bills and everything. So, you know, they go to prison and they've lived in a cash environment all their lives and they have no clue how to balance a checkbook, how to make a budget, how to live on, you know, a very limited budget compared to what they were living on before. Um, you know, like nobody's taught them that, hey, you can't just go buy a pair of $300 Nikes. You got to save your money to, you know, do this, that or the other. And so that's where my <clears throat> thinking has been with what you're talking about, because it's like, I would like to work with people who say, I get out of prison and they go to career recovery which is a class most people have to take when they get out and be able to talk to the people there and say, Hey, look, this is how you do this. You know, you don't go to, you know, a job interview with, with a wife beater on and you know, this is how you balance a checkbook. This is how you make a budget. You know, all the things that they should have been taught, but they never were. Right. And that's, well, that sounds like a pretty cool uh, thing um, to to aspire to. I mean, how do you, do you plan on working with career recovery or what? I don't know. They had asked me before to come in and be a speaker there and I passed because I just, I wasn't in the right place to do it. So that's what I've been trying to talk with my counselor, my old counselor about, about, but just. You're pretty busy, Dave. You'd have to drop a job or something to do something like that. Oh, I've dropped plenty of hours of my one job. I'm so tired of that thing. Oh, really? Nina, stop that. You're moving the camera. Oh, she got it. She, she, she's going for one of those old rubber balls. But um, yeah, actually, there's a community recovery or community corrections cafe. No, there recovery cafe is something that I'm I'm uh, on the board of here in Longmont, 
and that's that is a huge place for people to find like a place where people can go where whether they need a job or they need healthcare or they need just a place to go and hang out with people in the community that's judgment free and find whatever recovery they need um, because it's for any because the the belief there is everyone is in recovery from something so um, that's so I'm on the board there but there's also there's a board opening up in December for um, community corrections which is actually a halfway house here and they work with the DA's office and stuff like that to get people housed in the right like they actually pull people here they will house them in the halfway house before they get a charge and they they decide like like they work on ways to like prevent that from happening so i'm going to try and uh see if i can get an interview with them and and see what see what that looks like see if that might be something worth doing I guess maybe we should have pursued. This has been a fascinating episode so far, by the way. Everybody's so worried about y'all's jobs. I detect no sarcasm there at all. Sure. Ryan, this is this I guess maybe we should have looked into the L C D C while we were at Stringfellow. <laughs> yeah, that honest actually, you know what's funny is what I really want wish I had known about, not the L C D C. It was the um personal coaching. Like um, life coaching, no, the peer educating, not con- yeah, basically peer educating, but life coach. So I've been looking online at one like one of the options on what to do, getting like what to do with this information now, and um, one of the things that keeps coming up is like being a life coach, and a lot of people who are life coaches are people who have come from tough backgrounds and then have built themselves up and then use their story to help people who are dealing with whatever day-to-day issues. And they'll usually have some sort of angle. Like um, the one, there's one podcast I'm listening to right now where her angle is all about self-discipline and that's her, her, her focus is on about self-discipline, but there, some of them are on mindfulness. Some of them are on whatever, but I'm like, this is a legit way, like, um, a lot of, like, a lot of guys inside, I feel like they wanted to be life coaches, or they wanted, that's something that they wanted to do, but, like, I didn't know that, like, like, if they, if they had known that they could have taken these courses, they would have totally jumped on it, and gotten the certifications, because there's a lot, there's actually a, a legit certifying authority, there's a there's an accredited um, courses and things like that. There's made up ones too, but there are accredited courses they could take, and they're all distance learning ones. The problem is, is that most of them are online now, but I'm willing to bet there's one or two that you could still do through the mail, because all it is is doing essays and stuff like that, and taking tests. And I'm amazed. Like I, if I had known about that in prison, I would I feel like that would have been perfect. I would have totally taken it and then I'd be certified now and it's it costs about a semester in college. You become a you don't have to have a certification to be a life coach. You don't have to have a certification, but then you can actually um it's 
you know, like you can actually like, but then you are accredited, which you can use for along with other things like life coaches can be you like when you go out and find speaking engagements, you can say that I am like, like uh, there's different levels. Like there's associate level, there's um, professional level, and then there's a master's level. And you can actually say when you're going out that I am an associate level or I'm a professional level or I'm in a master's level. And that you can actually put that as part of your, who you are and what you've accomplished. Some people might, most people probably aren't gonna care if your message is really great, but if they don't know who you are, then that is a reference they can use. That's, you know, you talk about that. I was talking to this lady who, she's a lobbyist, right? Mm -hmm. And she was talking about peer education. Like we were talking about peer educating and this, that, and the other. And she was talking like to, to in the corporate world or, you know, in it, like not on the level where we want to do this, but she was like, you know, there's corporate peer educators who actually, you know, they're there to help whatever, some, somebody working for some, whatever, Exxon, who is going through a bunch of crap or whatever. And they're there, basically they're a life coach. Right. Right. But she was uh, saying that a good avenue to look into to get into that is to get a social sciences degree. Right. That absolutely, a social sciences, I mean, and I have a social sciences degree, but what I didn't realize is social sciences degree means nothing unless you have a master's or above. Yeah, I figured that. And also another factor is if you don't have a master's or above, me also means nothing if you don't have a driver's license. Um, bachelor's um, social scientists, all of their jobs require driving house to house. That would be something you're interested in doing? No, not anymore. When I first got out, yes, I was looking at those jobs. I'd rather work with like the downtrodden, beaten down. Like, I mean, I would work with homeless, you know, because a lot of them are mentally unstable or, you know, have whatever issues. But really, my biggest thing is I'd rather work with people that are prisoners and actually rather work with people who have been to, been to prison multiple times who haven't been able to figure it out yet, you know, for whatever reasons and right. try and help them, you know, figure it out just because they've been, I mean, hell, I've been in prison. But I don't even want to talk about how many times I've been in prison, but, you know, and it's like, I figured it out, you know, and it's like, what well, I think, you know, like, while I don't have any regrets, I wish I would have had my aha moment years before. Cause I think of where, how far I could be now compared to where I am, you know? And the, and a lot of guys, guys won't listen to me. Like those guys that have been in and out a whole bunch of times because I, I was in once and I wasn't in like, I don't have a whole bunch of numbers behind it. And like, but you've been in and out a bunch of times and you, you actually, you, they can see that you've been there, done that, and you got sick of it. And now you're, you're doing this outside. So it's a whole, they listen to people who have been through the thing that they're going through right now. Facts. And you're white. Oh yeah, that too. And, and a ginger. Other categories, yeah. Those are a good one, right? Dave, how many yeah. slid there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think five times altogether. Is that between like prison and violations? I think it's five times. No, no that's not what I was going to ask. <laughs> but thanks for offering that information, anyways. 
But now I'm going to, uh, what do you think it is that, all right, you, we're, we're sitting here and we talk about how bad it was in prison, right? Mm-hmm. But apparently for you, it wasn't that bad. I mean, what was it that made it, that made it possible for you to go back there more than one time? You know, so I didn't learn, you know, and it's like, you don't, you don't ever think you're going to go to prison. I'm sure that night that your crime happened, you didn't think, you know, that was going to happen. I knew I was never going to put myself in a position to ever go back. You instead said, you know, I mean, it must, I mean, you knew you could have gone to prison because you already went and then you went back. Fact. I mean, sorry, but hustling, you know, for a long time, I thought. It was the easiest way to go. It was easy money. And, you know, looking back, I look back and I'm like, holy crap, I work two jobs now and I work less than I did when I was hustling. That's crazy. Because when you're hustling, every minute of the day, you're on your grind trying to make your money. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and you can't leave town to go on vacation because you're going to have people calling you because they want this, they want that. And especially if you're a drug dealer, I mean, why are you going to leave town? You're losing money. And you're not going to trust somebody else to sell to your customers because then you're going to lose them. It's, yeah, so it's just a big, vicious cycle. I'm just thinking right now, you know, is that from the that is the action that's that puts you in a different position than, than I and Rainforest because of, I mean, categorically, he and I, you know, one and done. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it didn't take it. You know, I, I didn't have to be in jail for five minutes before I knew I was never going. to... Never ever gonna do anything to put myself back in there. Yeah, it's simple though. When do you lose the when do you lose the fear of something? When do you lose the fear of something? When do you lose the fear of something? Uh, I guess after you've gone through it. Once you do it, right? Yeah. I mean everybody here was probably, you know, like scared to have sex with a female the first time, right? But afterwards you were like, Oh wow, this is great. Or, you know, whatever. Or you're like you're afraid of heights, you can jump off a building, you're like or drop off a cliff into a river. Why did you, know? you add with a female? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't scared to have sex with a man. It's kind of excited. <laughs> That's a joke, everybody, okay? That's a joke. Sure it is. I'm going to have all the gay boys hitting me up now. Okay. But anyway. Look at your shirt. <laughs> Show that shirt again. Where, so, where do you work? <laughs> how about shout out? Here you go. Barnaby's Cafe, Houston, Texas. Barnaby's, go go down. Say hi to Dave. Say, go down. Go down. Go, da- go down. And say hi to Dave. Flirt with Dave's coworkers, and flirt. yeah, get the uh, support. I'll flirt with everybody. I don't care. <laughs> it's true. I have no shame. Well, I think we got to a good point, and maybe a, we might even have a good topic for another episode. So we'll wrap it up tonight. I think we got everyone caught up too. Any last well, plugs before we go? Or lay out? One last question to ask, Dave. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, for the, what, I mean, I'm just thinking from the, from the point of, I mean, I know you you kind of answered this, but I think I don't really feel totally satisfied with your answer. About, about, I mean, what is there, what is the difference between, if you had to put your finger on it, what is the difference between someone who's, you know, maybe has committed a crime and or, or made a mistake or whatever and will never, ever do it again, as opposed to the person that's going to be in and out multiple times. What would be the, what factor do you, could you put your, could you uh, uh, 
point to that we determine that. Okay, so I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Okay, so I uh, went to prison for four years and nine months on a 25-year sentence. Lost absolutely everything I owned, lost every single friend I had, lost everything I ever, you know, that meant anything to me in this entire world, right? So when I go to prison, I was like, well, hell, I'm going to be here. I didn't know I was going to do five years. I thought I was going to do, I figured I was going to do 10. But anyway, so I get out after five and, you know, I get a job, I start working, you know, do this, that, and the other. And, but in the whole time, I'm also selling drugs on the side, right? And of course, you never think you're going to get caught selling drugs. I didn't, you know? And so I just continued to do it. And it's like, you know, it's that whole insanity of, you know, you just keep doing something. It's like the AA book. There's a, a chapter in the, in the, in the ah. AA book talking about the dude that uh, jaywalks. He keeps jaywalking and jaywalking and jaywalking. Ah. And that's the insanity of it. You just don't, you don't think you're going to get caught, but so you just continue to do it. And like, literally, at one point in my life, I used to leave the house with $20 and a bunch of cocaine. I'd come home at the end of the night with at least $1,000. I didn't do it every night, but I'd do it at least one night a week, you know? And it was easy money. I'd go out to the bar, drink, sell drugs, make money. But that's the insanity of it too. And, and it's like, it's fast and it's easy and it's the whole lifestyle that goes with it. And of course you never think you're gonna get caught, although you are. That's Nina trying to get her uh, commentary in. He's trying to he want some attention right now. Oh, yeah, there you go. Nina loves Malone because he will play with her. Why would you have a dog you don't play with? I don't even understand the point of having a dog. That, ah, I don't let her chew on me. I don't let her chew on me either. You saw <laughs> So he says, ah, get down. Well, we have the video evidence that otherwise now Malone. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it go away. I guess. I mean, look over there. Over there. Look. Woo! <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you get rid of a dog. There we go. He's worse than a cat with this laser. That. That's fine. It works. Yep. Makes life <laughs> easier. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. The shakedown was produced at Longmont Public Media, and our theme song, Shakedown was brought to you by Envato Elements. If you want any Shakedown merchandise or you want to support the show, you can go to waywordpress.com. That's W-A-Y-W-O-R-D press.com.